0: You're
1: now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Today we debut for you the song Hedonic Treadmill from the album Demo, from the band Cosmic Joke, from the San Fernando Valley of California in the United States. Comparisons would be... mm, I think everybody's going to go bad religion on some of these parts mixed with a good dollop of hardcore, maybe even some fucking Pennywise in there for the heads. Give it a fucking listen now. to grind the hardcore podcast i'm patrick
2: i'm bob i'm tom
1: uh fellas i'm on headphones for the first time and i'm not sure how i feel about it
3: welcome to the future <laughs> <sighs> to uh, they're like, yeah right
1: you know when your aunt gives you shit that she doesn't want anymore do, you, do either of you have this phenomenon where you, your aunt will go how do you like this sweatshirt? And you go, it's all right. And she'll go, I got it for cheap. It's yours. And you'll be like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, it is. It's totally, I
3: don't have that relationship. I don't share many clothes with my aunt, but you know,
1: (laughs) well, I now (laughs) share headphones. I share headphones with my aunt.
3: Tom, me and you not, not sharing clothes with our, our 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 clothes. clothes. No, not so much. No, but, but you know what guys, I think it's time for us to buy some new clothes. Oh, it is. Yeah. Let's go shopping. Shopping for new clothes. Um, <laughs> big thank you to our sponsors, To Live a Lie, Clothes casket Activities, and two of our favorites that we're going to discuss today, Deathwish Inc. and Run For Cover Records. Um, Tom, where do we start?
2: I say we start with Run For Cover.
3: All right. Run For Cover Records. Uh, everybody's going to go to runforcoverrecords.com. We're going to play a quick game. We like this, the gimmick. Thing is fun before we do um big shout out to run for cover for signing new artist valley palace mm. um yo had no idea what this was was like all right these are our homies let's listen checked out the single that was released friend and was like uh i was like transported to a warm sunny day like driving around it was really nice did either of you get a chance to listen to the song yet
1: Yes. Uh, listen to the single. That's all that's up, right? Uh, yes. I, it's exactly that music. It is uh, terminally pleasant. You have to be in the space where you want to enjoy your
3: life. Yeah, this is enjoying life music. Like, uh, you're working a shitty job? Don't. Listen to the song. you going to get ice cream? Listen to the song.
1: Yeah, it's not, it's not mill music.
3: No. Uh, Tom... Rainy day, and you got to get on public transportation. Should you listen to this song or no? No. But if you're going to get pizza with some friends and then go to a show afterwards, should you listen to this song?
2: Mm, For sure.
3: Perfect. So everybody check out Valley Palace. Guys, do you know what it is? It is time to do the random merch game. Patrick, it's your turn. We are going to... You just discussed sharing... Uh, clothing with your aunt, yep. so we're going to uh, we're gonna get you some new clothes. Um, apparel in general. Okay. All right. Uh, I think I'm doing. Is this just all apparel? It sure is. Um, Tom, pick a page between one and nine. Seven. Okay. Very good. And then I would like you to pick a row. One to
2: four.
3: Two. Okay. And then I want you to pick a number between one and six.
2: Five.
3: Oh, this is perfect. Uh, Patrick, you are getting the Tiger's Jaw Charmer shirt.
1: I'll wear it proudly.
3: Um, Can you tell us one funny story about touring with Tiger's Jaw because you've done it at least once and have played a good handful of shows with with, with them over time?
1: Uh sure uh don't know if I told this story but uh went out with Tigers Jaw and uh a, a, another band a third band and that third band uh the one fellow who's now sober uh wasn't at the time uh and first time in Europe really living it up and uh, we're all sleeping at for anybody that's toured Europe you're familiar with this phenomenon if if you haven't maybe you're not familiar with this there's spots that are like crash pads that you can't explain because they're not hostels. They're not owned by, they're not necessarily owned by a venue and they're not a squat. You have no idea what their function is, but there's like 11 bunk beds in them. And you know, Europeans are kind enough to just say, Oh, yeah, that's, you know, the promoter worked it out. That's where you're staying. Okay, cool. Uh, we're staying at one of those spots. I want to say it's in like Liege or someplace like that, someplace where mm-hmm. there was a lot of scab picking going on. And, yeah, of course, Liege. And <laughs> and uh, we wait. Uh, I w- we have to catch, uh, we have to drive super early. To, we got to get a ferry some godforsaken time. So everybody crash. You know, nobody's going out. Nobody's doing anything. Everybody go to bed. And we wake up. With the member of the uh, of the opening bands, uh, he's just bloody. He's just a, a, a blood covered John Wick mess. And I wake up to this. I wake up to people trying to dress his wounds in a, ba- in, a in a kitchen.
3: You know. Oh, okay, okay.
1: And, and the reason was he was he just sat on the steps outside drinking, and it was a late, late night. Uh, and you know, like other, you know how drunk people will just, uh, co they just form coalition by virtue of being drunk, you know? So, yes. Yes. <laughs> so a guy sits with them and says, Oh, what are you drinking? They start smoking weed. They start talking or whatever. And then the guy who sat down has some previous street beef that follows Uh-oh. him there. Oh, and, no. and then, <laughs> so, the the guy that is our guy sees them this escalate, screams, that's my friend, and oh no. gets into a beating. <laughs> I won't call it a fist fight. <laughs> he gets into a beating where I guess him and his new with friend with those
3: scab pickers in Liege.
1: Yeah. I guess him and his new friend got it all over the face because it was it was not looking good. But here's the thing. And I'm happy that dude is a a sweetheart of a human being. And I'm also happy for his sobriety. But uh, I think being the level of hammered that he was, was a definite benefit here because uh, being, being uh, like nose broken style fucked up, uh, didn't seem to slow him down at all. Uh, Got, got on that, got in the vehicle, got on that ferry and and, uh, was playing music that night. Uh, And I think that that was, Outside of the typical Tiger's Jaw experience, and they in in their own way found that kind of fun and entertaining.
3: So we're gonna get this Tiger's Jaw Charmer shirt. We encourage you to too. Um, maybe we'll tie dye this with a blood splatter for Done. your story. Only one problem, Patrick. Yes. Currently large is out of stock. <sighs> now here's what, the question what, what Can brand, we go medium or you go in XL? What brand? Uh, I mean, you know, nice brand. It's Run For Cover.
1: Okay, I'll go medium. I, I'm going to say that really? I can stretch that shit out. I almost okay. bought a medium the other day and thought, it's such a gamble now that I'm so
3: you're good. You're a medium at this point. I am. Yeah. Well, everybody go to runforcoverrecords.com, pick that shirt up. Tom, where do we go now?
2: Now we're going to our friends um, in Massachusetts, um, our other friends in Massachusetts, Death Wish Incorporated.
3: Go to deathwishing.com. Guys, did you hear about who Converge is touring with in early 2022?
2: Mm. The Kings of Gent.
3: Yeah. the sugar Converge, and Torch. It's a good gig. Yeah, it's really good. That's All a, right, so it's a
1: really good gig, actually. Um,
3: playing Hammerstein Ballroom in New York. Ooh. Look at where the where's the LA show? LA they're playing Riverside. Oh, wow. At the Municipal Auditorium. That's a big spot. Oh, they're playing the Palladium. Wow. Nice.
1: That's cool for them. Everybody, if if you're just a fan of music... Okay, I'm going to say something wild. If you are a fan of music, you could attend this show. Sight unseen. You don't need to care about any of these bands. I can tell you they are all very good at what they do. So... If you're, if you're not a Torch fan, which by the way, we got to talk about Torch more because there's so many of our listeners who would enjoy the shit out of Torch, but the window on Torch's sort of hype missed them for whatever reason. So uh, we got to talk about Torch more. But it, it, the fact is, all of these bands are worth watching. You'd have a good evening.
3: All right. Um, Tom, we are now in the Deathwish shirt section because as noted, Patrick needs some new clothes. Yeah, please. Uh, let's do this. A through M or N through Z? I'm
2: gonna go A through M.
3: Okay. Um, give me a line between one and twenty. Seventeen. Oh man! One two. Three, For four, Keith 6 Five six seven. Eight, riveting radio. Nine, <laughs> no, I like 10, it.
2: 11, like Mike, Mike 12. <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly.
3: Hold two, on, guys. Two, three, uh, three and four, four and five. Thirteen, fourteen, five. 15, <laughs> 16, 15. 17 Damn, Patrick, you're you're playing with house money today. You're, you're lucky. Um, Tom, between one and four. We're gonna go one. Fuck it. This is perhaps the best random merch purchase that we've seen. The blacklisted black when people grow people go logo t-shirt would wear yeah, I mean clearly um, you celebrate this album a lot I think we all do and have talked about how underrated this record is um you know it's funny because longtime listeners will hit us and be like yo you guys talk about this band a lot you talk about this band a lot blah blah blah, 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 blah. but then there's always new listeners so uh maybe you've never heard blacklisted do so they're almost inarguably in my opinion the best band from philadelphia there's going to be people who would argue and go well what about ink and dagger what about all else failed what about oh broad region shark attack what about whatever there's lots of favorites so even if that's your thing blacklisted is probably the most important band from philadelphia full stop music i'm saying that how about that so uh go check out when people grow people go Get this shirt. Solid. I really like the the back of it. It's simple. It'll make you look good. It's kind of like sophisticated. It, people are going to ask you about it, but it's like a good ask. So go to com. pick up that shirt, support all our sponsors, let them know we sent you. Guys, how are we doing? How we feeling? Million bucks. Tom, how you doing today?
2: I'm doing better than Pat today. <laughs> oh, wow, you're two million bucks?
3: <laughs> well... You did share the uh, the stolen salsa incident, um, yeah, pre-recording. So I'm, that's kind of rough.
1: I'm going through a, a stomach thing at the moment, so that, that that's a downer. But otherwise, I took a uh, train day trip to San Diego just to get uh,
3: <clears throat> just to get away.
1: It, well, just I went from I arrived at uh, about noon, stayed till about eight. Uh, and went to my favorite restaurant which by the way <laughs> shout out to the dude i think his name's dylan who uh, recognized me in ocean beach and pulls his car around after yelling yo is that patrick and then pulls his car into a parking lot i go yeah man how are you he goes i saw that gray hair i knew it was you and i was oh. like, yeah. <laughs> i felt so old <laughs> i felt Damn. so fucking old that's how i'm recognizable now <laughs> it used to be yo oh, I, th- I saw your neck or whatever you know what i mean but now it's just like <laughs> yo know.
2: nobody gets old nobody gets gray in san diego so Apa- no right. apparently we don't man yo
3: shout out your favorite restaurant
1: oh that that's sits. the uh ocean beach people's organic food market slash that i call it the food co-op uh and uh, they have an upstairs uh you know bulk or by weight sort of area area that you encounter at at uh, a co-ops where they just shovel food onto a plate. You tell them how much you want. Uh, that is my preferred dining experience. I also just, I love everything about it. If you sit outside long enough, uh, there is a flock of parrots that, uh, hangs around in ocean beach and they will come into the palm trees nearby. Uh, parrots, by the way, just a, a total novelty for us. I'm sure if you live in fucking Brazil, they're annoying because, uh, they're, they're very loud birds, but yes, uh, th- they are, to me, they're just such a beautiful thing. By the way, not native to uh, uh, San Diego at all, but they're getting on just fine.
3: And th- They, like all us, find San Diego to be pleasant and calm.
1: Pleasant and calm. And then you walk from there to the dog beach. It's a perfect day, which I did. Might do, might do it twice more before my uh, – I'm either going to go up to Santa Barbara. I have all these credits on the train still, so I might go up to Santa Barbara. I was going to go to uh, Indio. However, the uh, train would let me off at like 7 p.m., so then
3: I would – Oh, uh, yeah, have would, to overnight somewhere.
1: I would have to overnight somewhere, with, which, by the way
3: – Go camping in Indio.
1: I think you'd be surprised how unreasonable everything is in Indio.
3: No, no, it's no. It's sensitive. it's hot. Yeah, it's Ice hot. Controller. Everybody hot in the like, cool way. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't like that. Uh, Santa Barbara, not that reasonable either. But you can find, uh, you know, spots that are, uh, uh, you know, like uh, here's a sixty-two dollar. You sleep inside a van for the night, sort of thing.
3: You can, uh, you can, you can crash on the beach down there. I mean, you might get stabbed, but
1: well, you know what? (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Why not?
2: I was hoping to see you in the back in the backgrounds of um, Eric's Yosemite trip.
1: No, that's with his folks. Otherwise, I I would go. I, oh, okay. I I, uh, I thought about just hopping on the train with him to Barstow, just for just to. I would stop at Barstow, <laughs> just hang out in Barstow, <laughs> uh, which I like. All these shit pit, fucking inland California hellholes. Uh, I think that they've got a certain charm. So
3: they just remind you of the Northeast.
1: They kind of do. There's a there's a serious Rust Belt desperation sort yeah, of phenomenon. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right. Uh, that's how my life is going. Uh, are quick you got, are quick you thing, Tom.
3: Yes. Yeah. yeah, we're all good. Uh, Tom, and I, we'll get to Tom. Today, you you brought up to Patrick a serious grievance in the group chat that went unanswered. I know. Should, I know. We should, we I should get myself him all cranked up about it. Cause. Well, so Patrick, as, as per usual, is a poor promoter. That's a fact. And he he,
1: he promotes
2: other people's stuff, though.
3: I'm
1: more oh, comfortable yeah. with that.
2: Yeah. You would think John Guzman makes him thousands <laughs> of dollars a month.
1: <laughs> I, I do pro, I do promote I'm a burger head. I do promote uh,
2: Shout out Cauldron things. of
3: Burgers, follow Cauldron of Burgers on Shout all the social media. Shout
2: out every the fight, all of the bands. But yes. once in a while, if you want to throw up, you know, hey, I do this podcast. Yeah, I yeah. think he, he promotes World's Possible Timeline more. Oh, when he does it all, it's worst possible timeline. You will never see mm. a um, an extra grind retweet, mm. an extra grind post to the story. I check. <laughs> I'm, I'm <a> fucking <laughs> I check, no. and I want to, you know, I I want to be, um, I want to f- always have that rage of like feeling mistreated.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah.
2: So I well. that, I go, oh cool, like we're talking about, you know, talking about the podcast. We want to keep, you know, yeah, yeah, everything's going fresh. You want to yeah. fucking, you know.
3: Keep the train on the tracks. Keep right. pushing forward. New this things. This fucking has
2: got ten thousand people following him. Doesn't mention the fucking podcast. At all. I know.
3: You know, uh,
1: when when I am tagged in things, I tend to tend to
3: retweet them. Uh,
1: that, that's uh, that's the way. That's
3: I oh, see how he swings the blame stick around. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Okay. Guess as if you Tom be, should I tag? I should just tag Patrick in ev- everything. everything. Every, Every repost okay all right we yeah.
2: got you. every every last one like all
3: right you know one step
2: closer is going on tour with comeback kid Boom. Dang, pat kenlin in it yeah we'll see if he <laughs> throws Take it, it up gramps Yo. so he can just fucking hit a button
1: <laughs> okay so, so 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 you you know my level of of like not promoting things i curr- yes. i currently have my career is uh, i i have to promote this comic book right so for people which that, do so right now, uh, okay. So Frontiersman is available from Image Comics uh, in September. Uh, that means that if you want to benefit my life in any way, uh, you would call your shop and or, and pre-order it today. Uh,
3: and if you're not, yeah, if you're not, like, a, you don't have a regular comic shop you go to, go into one local to you. Say, hey, I want to get this comic book by this guy, Patrick Kinlan. It's called The Frontiersman. It's coming out on Image in September. They go, oh, yeah, okay, cool. We can get that in. We're going to get some copies. Cool. Could you get me one? Sure. What's your name? Boom, boom, boom. All that, easy. Then you go pick it up in September. No big deal.
1: Exactly right. And nobody's going to think you're weird for this, for this phone call.
3: That's the way it works. Um,
1: That's literally the way it works. So uh, comics are a very broken system. uh, But basically, if you waited to pick it up on the shelves, you would be doing a a third of the benefit to my life as if you called and pre-ordered it. Uh, I should be pushing this harder to people that know me from music because it is the one place where people understand pre-orders. Although I That's guess true, I guess the idea of, of a brick and mortar retail spot doing, being the, the center for your pre-order is a little different for a lot of people, whatever point is call your local retailer. I have a comment coming out from the third biggest publisher. It's, uh, for my career, it's the biggest uh, thing that I've done thus far. And I'm also incredibly proud of the work. Uh, even if you don't like me very much, I think that, uh, th- there will be something in it for you. Uh, the, the art, uh, by Marco Ferrari is very beautiful.
3: Axel Grand's offering uh, money-back guarantees on it. Oh, so. all, right, mm-hmm. all right. There we go. Um, it, comes out of, it comes out of Patrick. So yeah, if so <laughs> <Patrick>. you want to <laughs> really stick it to him, here we, we go. go. Um, so Patrick's going to work on his promotion. Yeah. Oh, my, um, my. Did you finish your uh, Kerrang! thing or whatever the hell it was?
1: I did. I did.
3: Did I, you do the thing that I suggested, which shout out to our buddy Ian. Patrick asked for small, newer bands, and I was like, oh, I'll give him some ideas. And I said, you know, it would be really funny you just mentioned, you know, this like local opener who you saw one time, you know, nobody really talks about. <laughs> They're called military gun, something like that.
1: Uh, they came up, but I didn't, I didn't troll very hard. I, I uh, but I actually, you know, I, I, I there was a lot of uh, tangential to military gun uh, shout outs on this one.
3: Okay. All right. Um yeah, we're going to get into the meat of the episode very shortly. Uh, this is a record club episode guys Mm. it's been a minute I'm excited about it we have surprises so it's cool it's one of those Uh, but before we do want to hit quick hit you both news came down that vinyl orders going in right now are now pushing out as far as 10 to 14 months Mm. how do we feel about that (laughs) <laughs>
2: I say fuck record store day. <laughs> yeah.
1: The, um, the machines
2: are so expensive. You can't even make, you can't even buy one.
1: This is, um, this is not good for my bands. You know, uh, <laughs> I, so here's the deal, everybody. You don't want to take a pre-order too far in advance because uh, as anybody who runs a mail order business will tell you, uh, there are the people that uh, email you, the day after, that they they make an order, and then just never stop emailing you, and uh, that's really bad. If your pre order is pushed to oops, it's now six months out, and you pre ordered, and there's somebody who is so invested in that thirty dollars that they are now your stalker. Uh,
2: Did you? Uh, Pat, I don't know if just as part of this. Please. And I thought this was a smart idea, which I don't know if I've ever seen before or it was the first time I've interacted with it. I bought that um, that Discord box set. Mm. Ooh. Like the first, what is it? First four years or whatever the first. First six, seven inches. First yeah. six, seven inches. And um, they had a checkbox that you had to endorse. Like saying, like, I understand that this is a pre-order. <laughs> My, but, you know, and kind of like, it will not ship out any time before whatever it was. last really October smart. of 2021. Yep. And like I, you literally couldn't proceed with – I mean not that like people are going to email fucking – I was going to say, Tom, right?
1: here's the deal. The, 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 our friends who run labels are listening to this right now going cut it down, it cut it down by one one-tenth. You know,
2: like the pain yeah, is still there. Yeah. I mean or people that do shirts or people – It's like a pre-order is not like – They're not – yeah, people don't understand that like a pre-order means like you order it then they make it most of the time.
1: Also, just separate yourself from that $30. It it th- just consider that $30 in the ether. You, uh, don't yeah. consider it.
3: You know,
2: gone <laughs> into the wind. And yeah. if you need it that badly, you probably don't need a fucking drug charge. That's
1: writer. a fact. Yeah. So, uh I don't like that because uh, uh here's a little scoop. Uh Drug Church scoop. Actually, Yeah, Drug Church actually has an LP coming out yeah, you know, like, uh, sooner than you'd think, given the fact that we just put out a, an EP, uh, but we're all scared to announce it anytime soon because who knows what we're going to get pushed back to at the plant. So it is a bit frustrating because we got that citizen tour, which, uh, thank you everybody. Venues are getting upgraded in a few places because, uh, you are buying tickets, uh, citizen, very popular band, it seems. And uh, that tour will be really fun, but it's it would be even funner <laughs> if we had vinyl. Actually, it would be wicked fun if we had vinyl. Uh, but I don't not, I do not think that is physically possible.
3: Yeah. It, it's, um, totally ridiculous. Um, everybody just hold your horses when the vinyl starts coming in. It's just, it's just going to feel magical in your ma- mailbox. Like that's, that's just cool. Um, Drug Church New LP is a good way to slide into the uh, record club listening party that we're doing today. Um, This one took a while. Guys, what if I told you a vinyl version of the record that we're discussing today that I believe I still own um, has a median selling price on Discogs of $826. Holy shit. And the highest priced version, the uh, which is the clear vinyl out of 155, the highest priced is twenty sold at twenty five hundred dollars. Mm. Now the lowest is five hundred, but all of that feels crazy.
2: Would that surprise you?
1: Um,
2: and you'd be overpaying by about twenty four hundred ninety. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm gonna Google <laughs> to see what the most anybody's paid for petrified shit has been uh (laughs) and and we'll we'll we'll, we'll see we'll compare these two things
3: all right so today we are talking about the uh record the decline by the band no effects this was my pick because i really like this record um have had it since when it came out in 1999 uh it is the last no effects record i bought uh i believe it is the best no effects record uh, by a considerable Jesus measure and uh yeah so let's start first what do you guys experience Tom what was your experience with this had you ever heard it before you did for this listening
2: no um I'm not And your a, experience with no effects um I actually like Punk and Drublick yep and that's literally it
3: so for me, and I think we've talked about this. For me, it's No Effects, Punkin and Drublick, and the Decline. There's some people who are like, "Oh yeah, but what about White Trash?" Nope, don't like that one. What about the longest line or what? Nope, 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 nope. Don't like any of them. I just like Punkin and Drublick and this record. So, um, this is your first time hearing it. Yes. Very good. Um, yeah.
2: One Patrick? thing that I did want oh, yeah. to bring up, please. The, Patrick has a song called "Weed Pin."
3: Mm, it's a sure. veritable hit,
2: head of 2018. Yeah, a million stream song mm. has more listens than this record. Oh wow! By like a couple hundred thousand.
1: Wow, really? All right.
2: I mean, Fat Mike owns a house.
1: So yeah, yeah. I know. I got to think he my, owns a
2: couple. Actually, got to call my
1: yeah, business he does, he manager. Uh, <clears throat> okay. Uh, I, I just took a note of that, Tom. That's interesting. <laughs> um, although he, listen, everybody.
3: I have you, a feeling he might have sold 30,000 copies of this on CD, if I, not more.
1: Yes, correct. So every, everybody, uh, if you are in your 20s, this might be totally lost on you. The CD era made millionaires. Just left, right, and center. And the feeding frenzy that went on uh, after, what's the terrible fucking offspring record? smash smash the feeding frenzy all around that where uh shout out to epitaph by the way for like breaking through a major barrier uh and kind of like no no matter how you feel about epitaph they broke through a barrier in such a way that uh the small labels uh after that had greater access to you uh that doesn't matter nearly as much in the in the streaming era i would guess but uh, but it was significant so at any rate there was a feeding frenzy around acts because there was, there was just people selling so much fucking CDs, CDs costing so little to make that people were making so much goddamn money. Fat Mike included. Um, so yeah, I guess I'll just continue hating fat Mike then. Fuck it.
3: Patrick, what is your experience with no effects?
1: Um, I don't have any, really i okay. i remember the uh, they've been in trouble for most of my life so you know like they um like the when fat mike tricked people into drinking piss people didn't like that one um <laughs> the uh he, he made uh las vegas mad when he made an insensitive yep. joke too close to the, uh, the, the
3: tom you like patrick of pretending like he's only been alive for the last 18 years or something <laughs>
2: Right, he's like not a, not aware of anything before twenty eighteen. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> well, listen, I'm I, I think people when you used to have a problem with a band, you just wrote about it in a fanzine, and and uh, I'm trying to make a reference here, but um th- the uh yeah. uh, uh y- y- but you it didn't it didn't have this harm attached to it that it does in the social media age, right? So yeah all the shit that he might've gotten yelled at for, for 20 years prior basically didn't matter. It's just mulligan after mulligan until, Oh, Hey, it's the social media age. We're going to tag all the venues, you know, and, and they're gutless as fuck. So they're just going to be like, Oh no, the, the, this person that was going to pay $36 for a (laughs) no effects show would definitely won't come to see any shows that they're political. Now, now venues, make decisions based on what you think is morally right. But I assure you that your people are going to come to your venue, but it is a, it it, it is a, uh, a different moment. So I don't even remember what the fuck Mike was in trouble before that. I don't, you know, whatever.
3: I mean, just being an idiot probably. So, um, you hadn't heard, have you ever heard or have you ever put on yourself a no effects record, uh, besides this one for this exercise?
1: No, I don't think I think that somebody I think he's not a listener of this podcast, but he's a longtime friend who uh, loves his thinks that Mike's Cokie, the clown alter ego is actually the the like the real probing look into Mike. And <laughs> and and has made me listen to I guess there's like cokie Records, or I don't know, but I had to listen to some shit where like my, I guess Mike does get kind of deep. Why am I referring to this guy by his fucking first name? I don't even Come like on, this man. person. Yeah, I this hate is, this. This is what, some this is some his,
3: fucking sports what, commentary. What's his government
1: uh, name? I hate this fucking guy.
3: Oh yeah, we can pull that up, Mike. Um, oh, this is a good question. I'm gonna, gonna, gonna say, say like um,
1: Decontesto or some shit.
3: Yo, so so. T- so you've never heard punk and droblick?
1: I don't think so okay
3: you've heard the Shilud cover of a song
1: I have yes that's true
3: yeah about linoleum yeah I, I wonder I feel like given your you don't like the song linoleum um, let's see here it I is. like the cover uh, all right his name is Mike Burkett
1: Ugh, makes me sick
3: I think so anyways yes, that's definitely it. um okay so
2: what'd you guys think of this record I feel like you trolled us yeah okay it's like, oh, you want to make me listen to VOD? Here you go.
1: <laughs> so, so uh, okay, it's, Tom, let's walk through it. First listen, sure. I enjoyed not one moment of it.
2: Not one moment. No,
1: hold on. I'm building towards it. I just want to get. I just okay. want to get Tom's feedback on Tom. Did you, did you have that same experience, or did you enjoy some of it?
2: Um, I enjoyed very, very limited parts of it. Okay,
1: so on my first listen, I enjoyed nothing about it, and I resented Bob. Uh, second listen, I was sick to my stomach. Did not, I was like, I hate that this exists. Uh, This is an artifact of evil. I wish that I could cast it into the fucking flames of Mordor. I hate this. Right. And then third listen, which was today on my walk to sprouts, I intentionally looked for anything that could resonate because I know that a podcast where I get on it and I go sucks is, is not that entertaining. So I went looking for any part of it. Uh huh. And I will say that when they are a boring hardcore band, I like them. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky?
2: So, I'm just gonna let that sit there for a second.
1: So so there are portions of this song which every we should explain the song, right?
3: So it's a so uh this is a 20 minute just under 20 minutes, 18 yeah. minute song and yep. it is uh the uh let's read here we might as well just read it. Largely a satire of American politics and law with an overwhelming concern for blind behaviors of the masses, such as complacency, indifference, gun violence, drug use, and conformity, as well as destruction of constitutional rights and condemnation of the religious right. I'm reading from Wikipedia. I I
1: hate that. I'm mad now. The
3: trombone is played by Lars Nylander of Skank and Pickle.
1: Uh, Jesus Christ. I don't give a fuck. Why does
2: this? That was one of the only cool parts. Listen,
1: Uh (laughs) the fact... Here's the deal. I really, I was asked today in this, in this thing for about the smaller bands and all this, like, Oh, do you still listen to hardcore primarily? And I was like, damn, I guess I do. Right.
3: Just boring. Hardcore bands, like no effects.
1: Uh, Yeah. 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 I was like, I was like, yeah, I guess I do. Damn. And I was thinking about how much I still like, you can catch me, you know, like you can catch me with some like corny ass line that, Is tired and doesn't. I know you won't even mean in three years. You can get me. This was the least insightful pile of shit I've ever. He's literally just singing like, you know, and war. (laughs) We're going back. Like it's (laughs) so bad. There's nothing, uh, dude. Are are you
3: saying you think the lyrics are bad?
1: You'd have to be not. You're
3: crazy.
1: Listen. Eric was Eric said, Eric listened to this the other day. Cause he, uh-huh. cause I got him started on it. And he said, he firstly he knew the lyrics. And secondly, yes. he, uh, he, he, he listened and he said, you know, it gives me a good feeling because it reminds me of being 14, but I did not have this experience when I was 14. And I literally think that this is, <laughs> this is not age appropriate for a 14 year old. You'd have to be 11. Developmentally, you would have to be prepubescent. Oh,
3: I think that's. I think that's. I think you're so far off from that because I think you dislike this band so much that I think. I think lyrically, this is so much more, so much superior to a lot of the like. Like to me, this is way more interesting than any Earth Crisis song I've ever heard. And I'm not I'm not picking Earth Crisis because like oh Earth Crisis I'm picking them because they're a band who has lyrical content that you are zeroed oh, in on wait, right
1: lyr- lyrically you think because if you said this is more interesting than an Earth Crisis song I would say yeah it is it's oh it's, yeah
3: yeah yeah musically musically I think that's the hard part is that it's long so I could see someone be like oh it's it's a twenty minute punk song like what the fuck do I need with this but the music's beyond competent these dudes are obviously clearly good players that was one of my notes thank you tom but lyrically like and perhaps it's because i'm judging it more against no effects lyrics than i am against i don't know fucking uh uh fucking crucifix lyrics but i think this is pretty good lyrically i think this is
2: <clears throat> some of their best lyrics
3: yeah like i think it's and i think it actually touches on topics that are unique to the space and resonate on a longer level now is it age appropriate who knows none of this music's really age appropriate dude no but it's like you know like there's no lyrics that are age appropriate like you know (laughs) like but but this is like age appropriate lyrics should be like how's my health care do i have a mortgage is my rent paid you know what i mean
1: this was like uh the wiggles you know what I mean? Oh, no, like that's this crazy. Was, this was Blues
3: Clues set. set, set I don't two, think so.
1: Uh, <laughs> fucking California punk. It was
3: anthropomorphic something or another. Yes,
1: give me anthropomorphism.
3: No, no, no. no. I, I think it's,
1: it's anthropocentric. But, but yes. yeah. There
3: we go. Um, I'm more in anthropomorphism. Um, I, I think this is by far the best No Effects lyrical content song. All right, we we've got most of Patrick's take. He did say he had No Effects hot take. Tom, let me hear your because you thought you were like you you're trolling us. So
2: yeah, I mean, <clears throat> this was um, I listened to this probably like four times. Yep. Um, over the in the course of the last like week or so, it's an endeavor. Yeah. Um, I found it a little tough to get through. Um, one thing. All right, so we had mentioned before the band shreds. Yes, drummer's insane. The two guitar plays are fantastic here's my hot take let's hear it i think i'd actually like no effects without fat mike it would help
3: so that's my big comment you keep going yeah
2: like if hefe sang i'd probably enjoy this a lot more because he's like a super talented singer
3: so i wanted to ask you is no effects one of those hey you're either in on the vocals or you're out
2: yes yeah and i think patrick
3: that's weird do you know any bands that are like that here's the deal though I'm
1: Oh, never, i'm never mad at somebody for being out on me i never of course mad.
3: and i don't think this dude is either and i would never be mad at someone i think this is the ultimate like there's bands where i'm out on vocals where like 85 to 90 percent of the people are like i love this band i love these vocals so i get it if a vocalist and this dude's vocals are nasally and tom i had the exact same thought i'm like this dude's vocals will throw someone right off this record.
2: Yeah. And I think, I mean, and this is like kind of a prejudice, like prejudicial. Sure. But I think like when I hear this, I think of like, like dirty punks at like a fucking warp tour. It's like my butt. Yeah, yeah,
3: that's <laughs> well, that's that not that's wrong. Yeah. You're not you know wrong. I mean? Like
2: not in a, like, and, and I kind of go fucking posers, man. You listen to fucking, you know, like I hate, I hate fat records. Sure. Like, I hate fucking gutter mouth. I hate fucking leg. I don't like, I have nothing, no love for any of this. And I feel like no effects was like, you know, the head of the table. And to me, if I <laughs> needed are. like, do do shred who sound almost exactly like this, this is a band called Propagandi. So, and I would listen to that instead. So, actually, Patrick, you love propaganda. I,
1: I like some propaganda, and the, 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 um, I don't know what you'd call them. It's, it, it, if you were being lazy, mm-hmm. you'd say dual vocals, but like it, within this, there is some, uh, like call and response light.
3: Yes. Sort, sort
1: mm-hmm. of material. Like I wouldn't call it pure call and responses. I, I don't know how to frame it exactly, but it's that.
2: Like rounds?
1: Yeah. Like, they are a little bit. Yeah.
2: There's a round. back and forth to it. Yes.
1: And I,
2: like the old gray mashy. It, yeah. Run, <laughs> well, old you gray remember. mashy. Like, yeah, yeah.
1: So I love that. And I think that that works here too. Um, but you know, and I also like the first 25 seconds that are just a hardcore song. Uh, but Yeah, that's uh, we tapping out after that. Um, But but the propaganda-like element of that um, type, uh, you know, like I really like that type of vocal exchange. That uh, you know what? It's almost like in rap. It's it's almost like an ad lib. It is uh, it, it it's simply to add emphasis to to the last lyric with a very short answer lyric. I like all that. I think that works here. But that's all that works.
3: Tom. Yes. Do you think the lyrics here frame the other No Effects lyrics in a way that goes, "Hey, so, so, like, what were you doing there?"
2: <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, the other songs are about like you know people they knew or like dudes that drank too much. <laughs>
3: yeah, like literally yeah. like sticking your thumb up your butt level right, style. Like
2: the bruise.
3: <laughs> yes, Jesus. I mean, Yo Linoleum's probably my favorite other No Effects song. Right. It's about and, like nothing. What? it's, yeah, it's, it's literally gibberish. gibberish. Stick it on
2: your friends living like kitchen floor or something yeah. I, I
3: don't know it's it's literally gibberish it's just fucking stupid it's very catchy super catchy
2: all right here's uh, my take yes and pat this is we got the title for the i wrote this down listening to it we got the title for the episode please this is dope smoker for people who like cocaine
1: okay okay
2: <laughs> coke smoker
1: i, I would coke say it's, I, I would say it's cl- i mean i this is more of a huffing gas sort of thing to me this this is Uh, look, I thought about this a lot today. I thought about how there's bands that shit on Mm -hmm. other bands, right? Yes, you. Well, in the past. And the, the, I was thinking about how counterintuitive it actually is, because if you're like a snobby musician of of some type, right?
3: Right. I don't know. (laughs)
1: The, the the person who likes your band, there's a good chance they actually do like the band you're making fun of. And this idea, for example, okay. My, my father was incarcerated. We have talked about it on the show that he, whenever he's talking about somebody that he was locked up with, that's a total fucking knucklehead. He will, he'll then go, ah, but uh, it's worth noting. I was there with him, you know what I mean? <laughs> Which is, the type Fair. of self awareness that you want from somebody, <laughs> when
2: right, you could be like, I play these same festivals a long time. Correct,
1: and and and, mm. and that's the thing.
2: Like, I can't wait for you, him to step to you wearing a kilt.
1: Oh, I'm actually in a I'm oh fuck, shirt. I forgot, I'm in a no effects
2: video.
3: Fuck, are you which what video? The
2: fuck, are we doing here? Yeah, fuck.
3: right. What, this what, dude. This dude's part of the no effect scene, Tom. Like you're and talking about you the an stinky an warp tour video? punks. That's him.
1: Uh, but listen, I don't remember consenting to being in the video. But uh, uh, Bob, would you?
2: Well, you were wearing.
3: Wait you are, a minute, though. Dad. Did you actually say freedom? Well, if you're dumb enough to dumb vote, enough you're to fucking vote. dumb enough to believe them.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: These layers are brilliant.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we you gotta be careful
3: when you start when you start US. dismissing. <laughs> come on jesus christ To All right.
1: foreign interests that's that's i'm just freestyling now
3: is uh, that for you doing the call and response thing with propaganda yeah <laughs>
1: so listen um yeah i take it back fat mike you're lit uh thank you for the shout out
3: <laughs> on a very on a very real question tom yeah let's say this what is the amount of people who like indecision who like no effects like what's the crossover are we like like, a percentage yeah like would you say 20 like one out of five maybe one out of ten okay what's the crossover for drug church fans now you know what actually let me be fair it's 2021 exactly so what's the crossover yeah, one in twenty. So yeah, one in, in two thousand twenty-one, Tom, it might be one out of fifty for indecision uh, and no effects fans.
2: Yeah, but I mean, also think like Pat does play like punk rock bowling. Sure, yeah. I
3: don't know. Th- that might as well be the decline. The, in the there's fucking a lot musical of people
2: out there that are like waiting at that stage for fucking gutter mouth or whatever the fuck.
3: So, so for me, this record came out in '99. I was seventeen. I like this yeah. record a lot. I actually think it holds up really well, as discussed with some other people of my age. Um, this is the last no effects thing I ever really heard. I think I was exposed to stuff after this, but like, it was all so cringy and bad. Like, here's the deal: now why
2: is that? like, so you love this record so much?
3: I really it's like, like it. Next yeah.
2: record, you're like, yeah, this is garb, or like, did you just like garb. Run something else and you never gave it?
3: No, so the next record one had an awful cover. Pump up the volume. It's like
2: oh, was that like a? It's like a
3: looks like, like a, a. It's not claymation, but it looks right, like claymation, something like that. Yeah, yeah, wow. uh, just stupid. With songs like "What's the Matter with Parents Today," "Dinosaurs Will Die," "Total Bummer," "My Vagina," "Herojuana." Um, <laughs>
4: Uh, which i just what?
3: gave patrick's scribbling those down quickly for drug church record <laughs> yeah, titles you know
1: what <laughs> uh, i'm back on the train it's fine
3: yeah, you're, you're in you're you're you and Koki the clown but that's it It just um it just like this was the thing was i'm not a self-professed no effects fan if somebody's like oh do you like no effects tom i think i have the same answer as you which is like eh not really i like punk and drop like a fair amount if someone gave me a free no effects shirt, would I wear it? No. Like, that's true for most bands. But like, even yeah. then it was like, eh, I like Punk and Drublick. I didn't like the other can- canonical records of theirs. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even like their early material. Like the, the like fucking the mystic records thing. stuff. Like yeah. I don't like it. in Airlines, ribbed. none of that stuff touches it. Like I'm not into it. I don't like it. Um, But I like Punk and Drublick. And I liked the decline, and so the decline. It was just kind of one of these things where it's like, oh, what's this weird record at the record store, um, and really enjoyed it. I don't know, like it's it's odd and almost singular in that way. So uh, so yeah, I don't I don't really. It's it's a hard one, but I was very curious, Patrick. You said you had a hot take about No Effects the other day.
1: Uh, I don't. And I think the big reveal is is out. Uh, I was going to pretend to be completely. Uh, I, I was going to stretch my dislike for this as long as possible and give people the impression that may, maybe he likes it. I don't know.
3: Oh, it, you were going to try to hide it. I was
1: going to try to hide it, but the big reveal here is that uh, uh, now I feel bad because I'm in a no video, even though I didn't consent to being in it, and I do have some respect for these men being like talented players, but. I could make a list starting now about all the things that I'd rather have happen to me than listen to this again. And they definitely include at least breaking my leg.
2: Okay.
3: What about being in another Avril Lavigne video?
1: I would do that for free right now. Okay. Although, uh, although look, uh, you're putting me in a position now making me talk whoa. about Avril.
3: Well, you know, yo, I don't know where Avril's at in her life right now.
1: She just made a t- um, she made her first TikTok with Tony Hawk. I,
3: uh, yo, it was really bad. <laughs> it was really bad. It was like I think she's younger than us, but she is coming off as 10 to 15 years older. That's correct. She's so
1: It's like when Madonna was in her kind of like confused period.
3: Yeah, she's yeah, she's a couple years younger. Wow. What about she was married to Chad Kroger?
1: That was a weird time for all of
2: us. And when she married to the dude from some 41? She was before Chad Kroger. And she used to hang out with Ben Cook. She did. That's the, right. No warning, dude.
3: That's correct. And they also hung out with Paris Hilton. Just interesting. It's weird, weird bored. world. Yeah. Um, so this said, uh, no effects. Tom, will you ever listen to this again? Only in your car. <laughs> Patrick, will you ever listen to this again?
2: Is
1: there? Is it like a Saw movie? <laughs>
3: you want to play a game <laughs> yo you probably have more friends with no effects tattoos than
2: anyone 100 i just Ew. i just
1: sold like a hundred fucking work shirts you know what i mean like i'm fucking
2: yo, trust. matt miller is gonna smack the shit out
3: when i texted mac it was like yo what are your feelings on on the decline he said come on and just sent me a picture of his no effects tattoo
1: I, i i straight up you don't know. understand Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild Podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends
0: and peers all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at SoundtalentMedia.com. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a podcast
2: If if I would like this more if it was broken up, I was gonna ask that. What do you think? I don't know. There are no clear delineations, though. Yeah, like there are some parts that are like that. It just like stops. Yep. But it is a pretty steady stream, you know. And there's a lot of like like threads that go through it. Yep. I actually, if I had to pick anything, I like the last like probably three minutes of the song.
3: Okay. Interesting. Like in. the trail out Yeah, the, the horns kicking in It gets very epic
2: Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't, that was by far the best part to me
3: Well, I have someone in the room with us Who's joined us today mm. To discuss this record and, and I wanted us to talk about it for a while first uh, Welcome to Axe to Grind, Mike Lawson
1: Oh, wow. Mike Lawson, wow The, the legend. legend
3: Mike, can you hear us? I can hear you What's up, buddy? How are you? Good, how are you? Good. Is your computer connecting via AOL
2: like uh, landline calling us from the car? <laughs> yeah, it's okay.
1: honestly, it sounds like he's in uh, like he's a cam girl. you know what I mean, we're getting a little <laughs> token noise.
3: <laughs> what's, what's going on with it? You just had some funny noises for a second and it's uh, yeah, it's okay. we We inserted some more tokens so you can stick on with us. Um, Alrighty. Mike, I need to ask you a question about no effects the decline. I'm the man for such a question. One, how many ska-related tattoos do you have?
4: Uh, zero currently in my life. Uh, one. Is it covered up?
3: One. It is. It's been covered up for extremely long time. Damn, Week. man. So he had a good checker pattern tattoo. Um, good? No, no, no. I mean, not good to me. I mean, I think it's a good <laughs> tattoo. Um, what do you think of No Effects the Decline?
4: Masterpiece.
3: Uh, th-
1: of of what?
3: The only NoFX track that's necessary. Yo, I think I would agree, and I like Punk and drubble. Do what? Do you like other NoFX material, Mike? I would say from
4: '92 to 2000, they only released good albums. Oh, wow, Jesus! See, Christ. he likes them more than me. Like from White Trash to pump up the volume okay good albums
3: see i i stop so hard at the decline and i don't i only like punk and only is that yeah. weird like tom is with me on the punk and droblick thing but like are yeah, we unique? you guys have
4: mentioned this many times which i find so crazy because i feel like this the no effects is so far afield from like the axe to grind target demo yep that is crazy to me, but I think Punkin' Drublik is the, uh, the standard no effects album. Okay. But I think the decline embodies everything. The peak no effects. If you like no effects at all, the decline is what you need. And the only thing you need. You don't think it's
1: perhaps a bit ambitious to, to start with the 20 minute song.
4: That's true. But it, it's pieced together so well. I mean, I don't think it's, it's that they did that well arranging it that it's not a challenge to get through.
1: Okay. So I found this record. This is the reveal to you, Mike Lawson. I found this record painful, but that part I will agree <laughs> with that. No, to me, no one part is particularly more terrible than any other part. There's parts that I like slightly more, but you're not technically wrong that this is not a it, it it's stitched together like you well. You can't enough, deny
3: right? Patrick, yeah, this this the flow for a 20 minute ish yeah. song, it flows well.
1: And, and listen, it felt like I was going through the pain of listening to a regular length no effect song.
3: I think if you broke
4: it up, it wouldn't work either. Like it only works because it's a 20 minute song like if you if you, there's there's clear sections that are separate from the others but if those if you if i i tried to like today i was listening trying to listen to it and thinking of where you could break it up and it wouldn't work there would be just bad songs bad riffs like that just don't fit together at all
3: cuz so so tom was actually just bringing this up thinking about like would he like it better if it wasn't a one song like one track So eighteen minutes, that's like what? Like like on an average no effects record, eighteen minutes is probably getting you seven songs, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I seen them probably three minute, two and a half, three minute, three minute and a half. You know, something like that. I don't know. I don't think it's. I don't think it's possible to to break it up, unless they. There's there's certainly separate ideas in some of the like movements of the fucking record. Like to talk about a no effects record, like it's classic music but uh but it would be hard to parse it you know because i think some of the transitions are so important to like the drama of the song if there if that makes sense
4: it is i mean it's clever they they i i think all of the transitions are very cleverly done they do a couple just stops where there's just noise and whatnot but for the most part it is pieced together very smartly which is silly to think of like no effects doing something clever not just throwing out a 3 minute song that they've got this formula down for 20 years but it's I think it's clear listening to that that they were just flexing like we're going to put together this arrange this smart song and just show off our musicianship and how cuz that that song also They're playing really well. Like, Fat Mike is just going off the entire track. Like, if you listen to the actual musicianship, they're really good. It's peak.
3: I think it is peak performance. Yeah, peak performance of this world.
2: And Mike's right. Like, there's no – it's not like there's no – there aren't four or five, like, starting riffs in the song. Right. So it wasn't like they tethered together four or five. Like this was obviously written with this in mind. Like there's no like, all right, you stop here and then you start with this part because this would be an opening riff to a song that doesn't really exist in this. But I mean, they do shred. I also, you know, I don't know if you guys ever listened to it. There's a a live record of this.
3: Yes, Rhyme, I, Rhyme, I, Rhyme. I missed it.
2: <laughs> like with the, sarcasm, the It's actually it's impressive to hear this played through. I listened to that once. <laughs> is,
1: is, is Mike Lawson playing video
3: poker?
4: Man, I borrowed my sister's computer. Shout out, April Lawson.
3: <laughs> Shout out, April. Really he had, now. yo, Mike did the work to get on the podcast. Didn't even really make did. us do some wacky shit. Um, they were asking me what I needed it for. I said, mind your damn business. Good attitude. Yo, the way. Um, Mike, would you introduce, all right, would you, because you said this, I want to break your question out. No effects far field from the average axe grind listener. True what would be your starting point for no effects if you were trying to introduce them to the average extra grind listener? I think you could play this
4: because it's different. It's not. So I think if you, the stereotypical epitaph, fat records, sound genre of this nineties, I think this stands out because like punk and Drublick. It's goofy. It's they're silly. Like yes. the lyrics are. I mean, we all know what it is. It's they're they're just goofball songs. And in 2021, that doesn't hold up. But I don't think this
2: is this is the case at all for this one. Well, that's that's this is the equivalent of like being like, oh, you got to watch this video, and then handing your phone to you, you know, a YouTube clip to your friend for six minutes, <laughs> and then sitting there watching like it's good, right?
3: So you got it. So you're saying you got to say, look, if you're going to check this out, you got to strap in.
4: Yeah, it's definitely homework for someone that isn't already
3: initiated. Okay, so we we talked about this, the fat records, and you just said it. It doesn't hold up. Is there? Because Tom, I'm large with Tom. I like punk and Drublic, but like you're not catching me like repping for no effects in a public setting very often. Right. I love the decline. You know, I think it's a great thing, but. I also am really kind of anti the whole nineties like fat rack epitaph, like sound, yeah are it doesn't we hold up. okay, it doesn't hold up you're 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 nodding at that. Are there any elements of it that do hold up or that are like, nah, you know what, people should check this out.
4: I don't think I would recommend any no effects to someone that isn't already. Aware of what it is,
3: yeah. Now and today, yeah. What about other stuff from that world? Like, what about propaganda? They kind I of get the propaganda hard, okay? Propaganda, the outlier of the entire
4: genre for me, <sighs> because, but because they evolved so many times throughout their existence. Whereas No Effects, I haven't listened to a new No Effects recording since two thousand. Right. But I assume it still sounds the same. I think it's safe to assume that. <laughs> yeah, you're not probably far off. But Propagandi is essentially a speed metal band at times as well as having this 90s fat records sound at times also.
3: Mm.
4: I think they I think that's it from this era that I
3: would actually suggest to anybody. Anyone. Yeah.
4: Don't listen to No Effects in 2021 unless it's for extra Grind.
3: Oh, see, that's a nice, <laughs> nice push. Um, do you think that the average drug church listener could get anything out of listening to this song, or is this more of a self-defense fan uh, listen? I think I feel like
1: <laughs> don't forget it could, it could it could be an indecision listen.
4: Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's an age thing. Is a drug church crowd our age, or are they all young people? Oh, that's I, a good I question. Like, I feel like all you know. I know tons of people our age that are into it. Yeah. Probably more so than self defense. I think drug church people are aware. I mean, I'll tell of, you of no facts. We,
1: we do clean up. Y'all
4: play the festivals. Yes. You've yeah, played. You've you've probably played a festival where they played the decline.
1: I, you know what? I, I missed their set, but, but, but yes, uh, th- there is no doubt that there's like a, uh, you know, I've talked about it. I really enjoy playing punk rock bowling. So I say this with all the love in the world. Uh, there is a, like, I, this is my weekend. I'm going to be, uh, on cocaine for 36 hours straight. Uh, and then I'm going to go back. Dr- I'm going to drive overnight 12 hours to uh, Idaho to go back to my job uh, making, making Caterpillar uh, uh, heavy equipment, that person loves punk rock bowling and they love no effects and they love drug church. And I'm happy to have them as a listener. <laughs> so, so yes, there is some crossover.
4: <laughs> All right. But I don't even think the plain person, no effects, fat records, like n- old, older, older, Nerd hanging on to the '90s. I feel like even normal, initiated hardcore, like drug church fans. Still, I mean, maybe it's just me though. That because I came from this world. This is yeah. like the bridge from me to hardcore. Were these '90s fat records, epitaph? You know, these bands. This
3: band, yeah, me, the scene. You know. Yeah, yeah,
2: I mean that's a lot of people. Yeah, a lot. A I think lot so. of people. I think yeah. so too more than almost any any band you know or like like subgenre
3: i mean it's weird to say this but in the way that in the 80s um people were coming in through metal right i think in the mid 90s you had an influx from that epitaph warp tour etc scene that was right. just giant you know yeah um yeah. mike anything else on no effects guys uh, I, I'm I'm good. I can't wait till Pat gets the
2: offer. I'll I know. take
1: it. I don't gotta like anything. I'll take it.
2: Oh man, no. You're to Play some like punk and drubbling beer fest. No, what if? But here's the thing. What if?
3: What if NoFX throws a curveball? and It's like, yeah, the drummer's a huge self defense family fan. Uh, listen, and he wants to offer self defense. You're not doing it. Yeah, you're I gonna do it. Yo, post COVID, Patrick. Damn.
1: No, listen. Self-defense, pl- self-defense, probably <laughs> li- legit anybody who the members can watch them night to night and think yeah. that, oh, these guys are good players. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that seems to be the common denominator. I can get self-defense to do anything now if they could just go like thrice. I don't know if there's self-defense members that are thrice fans, but they all like know that thrice can play. So they're like, oh yeah, that's dope. You know what I mean? Cause they just, they're almost like, uh, Bob, do you remember the agents of apocalypse? Of course. So everybody, this is a comic book thing. They're, they were uh, the the minions of Apocalypse, but they didn't really serve Apocalypse. They just served whoever the apex was. So like, that's right?
3: Once survival Apocalypse, of the fittest.
1: Yeah, and once Apocalypse was no longer the G, uh, they yep. just turned on him instantly because it's not about you, dude. You know what I mean? And and that's that's how self defense is with people that can play. If you can play, they'll they're down with you.
3: All right. In honor of Mike Lawson joining us for the very first time, a uh, long time, uh, Mike, I wanted to ask if you have any questions for us because you've always emailed in excellent questions.
4: Uh, goofball questions,
3: fitting for the No
4: Effects
2: episode. Exactly. <laughs> Pat loves them.
3: Um, yo, all right. I'll I'll start. I'll start. It's a
2: momentous occasion.
3: Um, guys, starting with Mike. <clears throat> what's the largest size rock you would eat?
1: I uh, wouldn't. A pebble. I wouldn't want to Before fuck Mike with anything says bigger than a b- bigger than a like an AirPod. Right,
3: <laughs> that's a decent sized rock, bro.
1: I think
2: yeah, I can. Yeah, I think I can. You're on that for hours.
3: Tom, what are you saying?
2: Um. Yeah, I'd go like very tiny pebble.
3: Okay. Yeah. All right, Patrick, you're choking and dying. Um. This is a an old standby of mine, but I'm going to flip it. What band would you rather be stuck on an island with? Led Zeppelin or the Beatles?
1: Led Zeppelin for fucking sure.
3: Tom,
2: I, I'm gonna say the Beatles.
3: Okay, Tom,
2: uh, I'm gonna say the Beatles.
3: All right, Tom, why the Beatles?
2: Um, well, I mean, I think maybe the Beatles before they like started doing acid.
3: Mm. Okay, so you're talking. Have you you're, you want like,
2: yeah, you want you want Shea Stadium Beatles. Yes, I want them like dressed up in suits and playing like "Baby, you can drive my car." Okay. not like <laughs> not that picture of John Lennon that I always send to the group chat of him walking around with that weird, <laughs> like arch. Cokie the clown.
3: Yes, yeah. <laughs>
2: um, Mike, why did you pick the Beatles?
4: I want present day Beatles. I want old as hell Paul and Ringo.
3: Okay, yeah, you know that's
4: fine.
2: Who's yeah, the
3: best? Who's the best fisherman of Paul of old ass Paul and Ringo? Because you're on an island, you guys got to eat.
2: Paul's vegan, so he's not fishing.
3: That's right. So Ringo's fishing. Is Paul going to make you some good like he's foraging coconut meals? Yeah. What kind of?
2: Yeah, he's going to make you some coconut that tastes like bacon and steak.
3: All right. All right. And Patrick, why'd you pick Led Zeppelin? Just cooler dudes. Yeah,
1: just infinitely cooler dudes.
3: Yeah, that's true. Even even old ass. I think they might be.
1: Uh, I mean, look. We've talked about it on this podcast. <laughs> nobody well, Led Zeppelin? <laughs> nobody in their, nobody's who you want them to be if they're 30 years older than you. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like it's, Anybody that's 30 years older than you, there's going to be a sensibility gap, and you just have to be very honest about that fact. So would they be cool? Probably not at all to me, but uh, cooler than the fucking Beatles.
3: All right. Question for all three of you is the last follow-up on this question, but then I got more. Are you confident that in 2021 you could beat up every member of Led Zeppelin or the Beatles in a one-on-one fight? Yeah, Tom.
2: Um, could I take everybody?
3: Hmm. Like one-on-one? Doing? It's not. It's yeah, not it's like a I mean, group. Tom, thing, they're you know?
1: eighty. You could rip through them. Are you kidding? You right. do. You
3: don't yeah, need Tom, to think I'm, about I'm it. I'm picturing like, some straight up like baraka stuff where you pick them up and rip them. Up,
2: like, yeah. rip and their like torso them with out. each other. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they won't hear me coming because they're all deaf.
1: I'll straight um. up uh, the, the two members of the Beatles. I'll they can same time. <laughs> You're,
3: you want them to team up?
1: Yeah, I don't give a shit. I'll give them. You weapons.
3: know that issue. You know that issue of Spider-Man where he uh, he takes on some bullies by playing them in a game of football with his arm tied behind his back. Is that is that what you want to throw out there?
1: No, because I'd like to. I'd like to punch them with both of my hands.
3: <laughs> Mike, do you feel like you could take them? I think both bands same time, not
2: not stressed. Just like a, a battle royale. Yeah, I feel like Robert Plant is like low key still in shape though. No, no
1: I'll tell you the only guy no. that I'm worried about is uh, 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 in terms of rockers, David Lee Roth still seems like a like a cocaine black belt. You know what I mean? So like, oh, you yeah,
4: would your hat off. Yeah,
1: I, I'm well, not. If we're I,
4: doing Zeppelin.
3: Is John Bonham's son involved in the no, oh, no, yeah, no. he's younger. No, okay. We're 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 nixing him. He he dies on the plane. Okay. To the island. Is John Paul Jones still alive?
4: <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I
3: think so. I mean, I think Robert Plant might have a little bit of barrel chest to him. And
2: he's only seventy two, Pat. He ain't that much older than you.
1: I'm not <laughs> yeah, he's he's not that much older than me. Huh? Um <laughs> I, I uh yeah, John Paul Jones is still alive. Um I, uh, Yeah, I mean, look, there are 72-year-old men that I am scared of. Not many, but, th- but there are deaf. They exist. These are just not yeah. them.
2: What about, like, Jacqueline? He'd probably fuck you up.
3: Mm, he could.
1: Actually, I'm looking, at right, John pa- I'm looking at John Paul Jones in, in what looks like a semi-recent photo. He looks like that motherfucker from Don't Breathe. So I, I'm really? a little scared of him, yeah.
2: I'm looking at Tom That dude shredded the, the guy from
1: Dope Breathe. <laughs> yeah, the dude from Dope Breathe is very shredded for an old man.
2: And I don't understand oh. how there's a second one, and somehow he's the good guy. I
1: know, yo, how corny is Hollywood? Always that's like making the Saw guy the good guy.
3: So John Paul Jones, I'm I can take him, but I'm a little nervous if there's drugs on the island. He looks. I mean, if he's he looks like. Up, yeah, do you go
2: for him first. Like, do you punch him first? Like, wait, do the dirt with him, and then you can like.
3: Yeah, I think you have to. I think you gotta eliminate him first. Him Bob, you eliminate at, him first.
1: Look at his head in some of those photos. He looks ready for it. Like no, he had- he's
3: definitely he's he had a he had a weird time in the nineties. I bet. Yeah, like he was like, "Yo, why wasn't I the what were the the Robert Plant and uh, you know like why wasn't he invited to the the old party?" You know, like shit. Um. All right. If you were a what Barry represents you as a human most. Hmm. Chuck. Tom, what'd you say? <laughs>
2: it's a Chuck Berry. Oh. No, um, <laughs> fruit berry. Fruit berry. Um And why? Blueberry's my favorite. It's just my favorite berry. Uh,
3: but see, how does yeah, it represent getting you, getting it you as
2: a person? I mean it goes it goes with everything. You want to put it in a shake, it works. If you want to put it in uh you know
3: pretty smooth.
2: Yeah, if you want to like just hang out with it one on one. It's fun. Yeah,
3: but it can you go to a to party. It in,
2: throw it right, in a pie it with some kale.
3: Yeah, yo, and mixed berries. You know. Yeah. All right, uh, Patrick.
1: Um, I'm looking at 27 uh, list. I'm looking at a list of 27 berries. Uh, oh my god. I'm gonna say. Uh, oh, I would hate to be a huckleberry because then you'd have to have that line.
2: The Huckleberry. I'll be a Huckleberry, yeah, all the yeah. time.
1: Oh no, yeah. um, I'm gonna say a, a lingonberry okay.
3: because
1: because it looks it, it looks like one of those ones that you'd be like, I don't know, is it poisonous?
3: You know, you linger in the IKEA food section too long too.
2: I do. I was hoping Pat was gonna say dingle. Uh, all yeah. right, Mike.
3: <laughs> dingle. I'm going yeah. raspberry. You're going raspberry? Oh, why? Squishy, always rotten.
1: Wow, <laughs> 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 always some mold on that shit.
3: Um, the U.S. government just announced that they're replacing one piece of currency with your face instead of whatever whack-ass president's on there. What piece of currency do you want to be on? Twenty. Okay, Tom.
2: Going for a hundred.
3: Ooh, prestige, Mike. Rare. You know what I mean. I'm bringing the two-dollar bill back. Oh, you're going to get on that. Oh, do you know they're still in circulation?
4: I like it. Not actually well, we'll rare money. More out
3: with my face there's been like a lot uh, printed since 2008. It's kind of crazy.
2: Oh, I didn't realize that. Yep. Pat should be the Sacagawea dollar because people always look yeah. at it and go, this isn't real. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yo, you, try you... To, you ever try to use that as like actual currency? People go, what are you, what are you trying to pull? I yeah. use
3: it at the toll booths. I love it.
2: Oh well, that's true. But like, usually, so if you were paying cash in a, in a card for MetroCards in oh, New yeah. York, oh yeah, that's what you get back. Yes. And literally, people would be like, "What are you, what are you trying to give me here?" Yes. Yeah, if you leave they New did. York, like, is this a European? Like, yeah. is this? You know, it's yeah.
3: Um, where is uh, where is the the place? Where do you picture yourself when you your last moment on the planet? Where are you? On the toilet. Mm. Mike didn't know I was going to go morbid. Had to go shake Jeez. it up. Oh no! All right. While we wait for Mike, Tom
2: in, uh, in bed at home.
3: Oh, okay, comfortable in bed. Mike, you close your eyes. We'll work through it. Closing.
1: Is this like, where we
4: want to be or where really we I feel like it? I'm destined to – like if I die some boring-ass way, I'm going to be so pissed off. <laughs> like I'm,
3: need a I'm definitely
4: saving children from a flaming building or something.
3: Okay. That's very ambitious. Are you, are you like pushing one last child out and then the, the flames engulf right. you? Okay. The building
4: collapses. Like there's no way I go out in a boring-ass old man death.
3: All right. Uh, be as specific as possible on this last question. You have one sandwich to eat. Uh, what is it? Where is it from? What are you drinking with it?
1: Um, I don't I have found a favorite. deli
3: in VB. Recently. Hold on, Mike starting. Mike, go. Ooh.
1: Yeah, please,
4: I found a deli in VB recently, Route forty or Route fifty eight. It's sick. The egg salad sandwich is like ten inches high. <sighs> I'm crushing that whole thing. Wow! And I'm washing it down with a Coca-Cola Zero sugar.
3: Okay. <laughs> okay. Look at you with that Coke Zero, Patrick. Uh,
1: I don't have a location. I don't have a favorite sandwich necessarily. Uh, I, I, I. Let <laughs> me make one up. Uh, okay. well, no, I mean I. Play along. I don't have a fam- I don't have a. I can't even name. Okay, Subway. I'm at a fucking. Su- I'm at a Subway you're getting in Getting a Newark.
2: couch at Subway. Okay. Yeah, right. I'm at a you're a t- yeah, you're getting tuna at Subway since it's not real tuna. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and the bread is made out of yoga mat. Honestly,
1: my favorite sandwich all time is one I haven't yes. had in 25 years, which so is go ahead tuna. I'm not yeah, having it for it. my last Olympi meal tuna. though. Tuna. What, what I'm having, it's
3: not your last meal. It's your last. You're just having a sandwich. Like, what's your favorite sandwich oh. from a specific place?
1: Get tuna. a specific place. All right, fine. Uh,
3: d- tuna that Rusty makes on an English muffin.
1: You there know you what go. the the, the Mister Sub at the Four Corners? I'm getting a a, a, a Italian mix with a, a, a tater tots on top.
3: Damn, good pick with the potatoes on there. What are you drinking with it?
1: Uh, well, is it limited to what's in that space? It should be in in nineteen in nineteen ninety when I would have had that yes um, yes okay uh, yeah I'm
3: am drinking a, a, a fucking uh, ecto cooler Orp- yeah exactly
1: uh, 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 then we're going with a, a sp- sprite like then nobody's changed the tubes so you can taste the oh, bacteria yeah.
3: mm, the best kind Tom closes <laughs> off strong after that wily that was just fucking terrible oh, Jesus.
2: um I'm gonna go right, here's what I'm doing. I was I was going back and forth between between two local more local places, but I'm gonna go um, chicken cutlet hero, like vegan chicken cutlet hero mm-hmm. from Crust and Crumble.
3: Ooh, good choice in Asbury, Asbury Park. Yep.
2: I'm gonna go with a uh, cherry coke to wash it down. Nice. Solid, My backup dude. would also be I had an Italian sub from Blackbird in Philly. Oh, oh, when I down there for the Mine Force. Yep. Because they separate there it.
4: anymore.
2: Yeah, Blackbird doesn't doesn't serve pizza anymore. Really? What? When we we rolled up going down to the show, yeah, and it's like we do not serve pizza. I was like, is this like a is this like an April Fool's joke? They forgot to take down? Yeah, what the fuck? And when but you there? I guess they they have another spot. Either it's called like 20th Street Pizza. Yeah, that's only the pizza. Like you can only go there for pizza. Okay, but the Blackbird that's near like Underground Arts and and uh like yeah, the tacos, one that's been there that forever. Yeah, is only sandwiches.
3: Wow, amazing. Yeah, it's quite
2: good. Okay, Italian Italian sub, a nice Italian sub, tremendous.
3: Tom, when were you there?
2: Uh, July third. Hmm. All, all right, mind for
3: uh, Mike. Thank you for joining us. Any last words Thanks, to the, the actual grind audience? I got a goofy
4: question. It's not oh, a goofy, but it's it. bothering me all day. Hit it. So I bet a uh, women's tennis match this morning. <laughs> yes, and I found myself very frustrated with following the score. Why did they score? so stupid (laughs)
3: tennis it's
4: yeah with love yeah zero 15 Mm -hmm. 30 and 40 Mm -hmm. you can't even sequence properly
3: the mysteries of the world my friend who
4: who who came who invented tennis what country what where's the sequencing from
2: who Uh. invented tennis I'm feeling it's, it's like the UK, but I think that could be wrong.
1: Yeah, I'm but why say, the sequence? I'm gonna say Macedonia,
2: based on the metric
3: system. Yo, actually, Patrick, you're not far off. Well, oh, no, uh, well, no, you're not. You're not close either. Um, 1873, <laughs> Londoner Major Walter Wingfield invented a game he called Sphäristike, which is Greek for playing ball, played mm. on an hourglass-shaped court. Wingfield's game created a sen- sensation in Europe, the U.S., and even China and is the source from which tennis as we know it today evolved.
1: Let, let, me, let, let me hit him with uh, uh, some meme, meme talk.
3: Yes. Thanks, I hate it. All right. That's it.